Attention, Midwest firefighter. Attention, Midwest firefighter. We have a large wildland fire reported west of town. Season one, episode one of Midwest Firefighter. Okay, so we're here today um, because we would like to share some knowledge um, with everybody. Now, to start off our uh, podcast, we would like to introduce ourselves, let everybody know who we're working with. First, we have Aaron. Aaron. Please introduce yourself to the group of all of our listeners and our future listeners that we're going to have. Um, Aaron Green. I'm from uh, a small department in uh, southwest Nebraska. I've been on the department for approximately 19 years. I currently am the training officer. Yeah. Um, just a side note on Aaron, he carries his own personal halligan. So, Aaron, please tell us about your halligan. <laughs> uh, it's uh, a Pro Tools Halligan that's uh, all tuned and uh, works really well. What do you call it? I don't have a name for it. You need to name your Halligan. Maybe we should come up with a name. We'll have to name it. Uh, All the listeners out there, please send in names for Aaron's Halligan so we can get it branded. We could uh, definitely probably put a picture on our social media of it. Yes. Yes. That can be our first question is let's name Aaron's Halligan. I like that. So Um, we're going to ask you some questions. So... First and foremost, you know, the three of us here have known each other for a long time, but um, whatever inspired you to do your EMT in two weeks? I mean, it's it's a special kind of crazy to be an EMT and take that class, but you crammed it in two weeks. Why? Well, uh, originally I was looking to try and get on a fire department as a paid firefighter, and uh, I couldn't devote a year to sitting down every Tuesday night and taking my class. So I started looking for other alternatives. I thought, oh, maybe I could drive to another place and maybe we could do an accelerated one. Then I found a college out in California that did it in two weeks. And it was an awesome experience. I would highly recommend it, but you definitely have to be dedicated to it. So were you on the college campus when you did this or where did you do this? The class actually took place in a conference room at a hotel. So you guys just invaded this hotel for two weeks? Yeah. Basically, I lived in the hotel. I'd get up, have breakfast, go to class, have lunch, go to class, have supper, go to class, and get done about 8 o'clock at night, spend about two to three hours of studying, and repeat. Wow. And you passed everything in your first attempt? Yeah. Holy cow. I think it was like an 85, 86 when I passed. Ooh, nice. Nice. Good work. Um, so now you've done your EMT, been on the fire department several years, um, doing some stuff, training officer. What is your favorite aspect of the fire department? Honestly, I think the best part of the fire department are the people. Being able to form relationships and get to know people, spend time with them, train them work together, the camaraderie of, of everybody seems to be really awesome, and, and that's why I love the fire, fire service. Okay, so I'm going to put you on the spot now. What's the one thing you would wish you could tell all the listeners currently? We have, um, you know, 
a small couple dozen, but how many people we may get in the future, you know, whatever we end up growing into, hopefully millions and millions of people and we can share all of our hard earned knowledge with everybody. But what's something you want to be able to tell everybody, you know, the 25 year veteran to the, the rookie that just got on that stumbled across this podcast that is crazy enough to listen to us talking to microphones. Well, the first thing I would say is anytime you have the training, an opportunity and training to be the first one, jump at it. Don't, don't stand in line, be the one that hops in front, grabs the hose, drags it into the building, puts the fire out because if you don't do it, somebody else will. You're right. I love that. So don't, don't stand out in a bad way. Stand out in a positive way, right? Be, be the bright crayon in the box in a good way. Yeah, yeah. And if you don't, if you don't know something, ask. Because yeah. there's a chance that somebody else has has that play in their playbook, and they'll they'll help you out. Yeah, and, and you're starting to sneak into future episodes here. But um, one thing I, I thought a lot about, and this is kind of why we created this for all these listeners, is we are seeing a big changeover in generations of firefighters, right? we got a lot of very experienced firefighters that are going to be retiring in the next five to 10 years. And we want to extract as much knowledge as possible out of their heads um, and, and pass it on, you know, have a digital database of stories, um, knowledge, this or that, you know, and, and to your point, ask the question, don't ever be afraid to ask, right? Cause somebody's probably done it before. Exactly. And, and they had to learn somewhere, right? Well, and they might have four or five different ways to do the exact same thing that you're trying to do. And, you know, maybe the way you're doing it isn't the best way for you to do it. Right. And maybe you have a better way. Yeah. Maybe, and, maybe you can teach the old dog something. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing how I, I was listening to another guy's podcast and they were talking about, you know, if you want to, if you want to get a task done, give it to the laziest person. They will find out the fastest way to get it done. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I can't, can't agree more, you know, uh, naturally as a human being um we're not built to be lazy but we're not work we're not built to work any harder than we have to work right like to survive we don't want to do any more than what we have to do to survive right i mean who wants to spend 10 hours doing a menial task when you can just take right 10 minutes and i mean look at look at a roomba why did somebody invent the roomba because they were sick of vacuuming exactly <laughs> and i have one you know and, and and i relate it back in my line of work to um do i go to the the fridge or the sink to get a drink of water or every time i'm thirsty do i drive downtown and get water you know a bottle of water no i'm gonna go to the sink right like that's just us as humans that's what we do so awesome so let's move on to Kelsey, <laughs> Kelsey, why? Tell us about yourself. I mean, it starts off with a nice, soft little introduction of who you are, how long you've been on there, um, your role with the fire department because it's kind of special. Yeah, so I'm Kelsey. Again, small fire department, Southwest Nebraska. We cover roughly 800 square miles um, of pasture, farm ground and a few canyons here and there. Um, I guess you can call us flatlanders if you really wanted to. Um, and what got me in the fire service, I just remember playing with my dad's gear after he got off the fire department. And, you know, as a kid, you always want to 
be a firefighter. I mean, you see the fire trucks and, and the, the people run into the station and you're just like, that's what I want to be someday. And, you know, lo and behold, I was lucky enough to join our department after waiting about six to eight months. And, and then I just took it to heart and I got my blood just started doing trainings after trainings and worked my way up through our department and now I'm lucky enough to be to have I'll say to have the trust in the in the fire department to put me as a second assistant chief. Yeah, absolutely. I mean that's a great honor to earn. I mean second assistant at you know how old are you? 27, 39. That's close. But you know that's awesome. I mean, a second assistant chief. You know, you're you're third in command, and and you have the trust of everybody. I mean, one thing that Kelsey's really good at being is extremely humble, and he's really quiet about this. But he's an extremely good firefighter. Like, he wants success for everybody, and that's one thing we're going to talk about in future episodes. Is success breeds success, and one thing that is really prevalent with him is he wants people to be successful. And that's what we're after. So, and Kelsey, kind of like Aaron, has his own little special quirk that he's done. And uh, you really embrace the wildland side. So, why don't you tell some listeners about the wildland stuff that you've done? I mean, you're you're small town, southwest Nebraska, right? You're supposed to chase grass, get cats out of the trees, you know, deal with the alarms, you know, help old grandma off the ground. You're you're supposed to do stuff like that. But you've gone above and beyond, and made a life choice to, what I would say, just excel, right? So let's talk about what you've done and why you've done it. Well, when I first joined the fire department, you always see the the fires on, you know, TV, the big big ones going on out in California, Wyoming, Colorado, New Mexico, all those places. And it's like, man, I want to do that. And... At that point in time, the state of Nebraska really wasn't pushing that avenue yet at that point in time. And as the years went on, I think the state realized, hey, we're we're kind of falling behind on some stuff. And they've kind of started pushing around 2012. Um, and they really didn't start having any classes close to our area until about 2018. And when... I started taking the classes. I'm like, yeah, this is, this is what I want to do. Um, so, took the classes, got certified, found a company that that goes to national wildfires. They started out doing small, uh, prescribed fire stuff, and then was able to get in with uh, federal contracts. And my very first one, I went to Wyoming, and was all hyped up. And then we get stuck on night shift. And people who've done night shift know that it's not real exciting stuff sometimes, and that's just part of it. you got to take all avenues of it. I mean, sometimes you're going to be in the thick of it, having a good old time, and then sometimes you're just going to have to be laid back and relaxed and realize that you're stuck with probably the most boring boring job that there is. Yeah, I mean, but you're still on a national fire, right? Like in the grand scheme of life, um, most people have an 8 to 5, right? They go to work, they do the same thing over and over and over again, but you were still out on a national fire doing firefighter stuff. Like, how cool is that? Like, 
that is that is really awesome. So tell us and, and the listeners, you know, um, what states have you gone to? So I've been to Wyoming, Colorado, New Mexico, and been California several times. That's awesome. I mean, and, and so for any of you younger listeners or even you listeners that aren't even firefighters that are like, man, I wish I could get the opportunity. That's cool. I'm going to do this. Do it, right? Just do it. Put your mind to it and go get it done. Um, the only one that can stop you is you, right? You didn't let anybody stop you. You went after it. You got it done. Yes. And that is that is just cool. Um, another question specifically for you, which is your favorite fire truck that we have and why? Oh, my favorite fire truck. Oh, man. That's all right. I didn't prep you for this. It just came to me. It's that proverbial squirrel chasing the nut in my head, so... Yeah, oh man, that's that's a tough one. We got a lot of good trucks. Um, I'd have to say either one of our our quick attacks are are good. Our Type Six engines are a good truck, um, and part of the reason why I like those is because you get in a little more action, um, and you're usually the first ones on scene, so you get to kind of see the aspect of it when you first get there. And realized, oh boy, this is going to be a doozy call, or, or this is going to be pretty quick. Yep. Cool. Well, um, I want to kind of circle back to that here in just a minute. Um, I want to go ahead and hit my introduction real fast if you're all right with it, and then I want to circle back to that and talk about some of the experiences we've had this last year. Right? We've got to do some stuff, and it's been cool. Um, yeah. So, anyways, um, my name is Greg. I've been on the fire department for. 15 years now 15 yeah and uh, i come from a background as i was one of those uh traditional type you know members right the the family's been in it you know i followed my dad's footsteps he's a fire chief several years i have uncles in it this and that and it was, it was growing up that's what i wanted to be forever right that was going to be my job went to college and actually got a degree in firefighting and um you know, I was, I was pumped. I was ready to go. I was going to be a structure firefighter. I was going to go live in the big city. I was going to do all sorts of great things. And then when I graduated uh, college, it was 2010, the market was not that good for firefighters. Um, went through some interviews and uh, they were, they were really honest. They're like, Hey, by law, we have to hire X amount of firefighters. Um, but we're just going to tell you day one, you could possibly be laid off. And so I did some thinking. I was like, oh, this is kind of dumb. What am I doing? Why am I going to go down this road? So I ended up uh, going back home and, and catching a good job. And, uh, you know, I still had some interviews and they were asking me, you know, what's your plans? What's the future look like? I'm like, I don't know. You know, I don't know. I'm, I'm 20 years old at this point. I don't know what the future looks like. And so they offered me a full-time job. And, and unfortunately for them, and unfortunately for me, I never left. So I'm still there currently today. But, um, you know, in, in helping, helping you guys with the training side of stuff, um, it was a lot of fun, right? One of my favorite passions in the fire service is teaching fundamentals to new firefighters. I love watching the excitement of the new firefighters when they first get on, they're ready to roll, you know, here's your gear, here's what it can do, here's what it can't do. Contrary to popular belief, you cannot jump into a burning structure with this gear on and come walking out the front door just like they did in backdraft with no SCBA, no pants on. That's not a real thing, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, 
no, that, that's kind of my favorite part is just, you know, with them them rookies getting them going and, and watch them progress, right? You know, one of the things I'm extremely passionate about also is the ability um, to train people to take my job, right, through my workplace and on the fire department. I'm not going to last forever. You know, I sure hope I last a long time, but I'm not going to last forever. So I want someone trained well enough to take my job. And it's going to be a lot of fun when we get to that point. Well, it just makes the, the transition easier when it's time for you to, to hang it up. You know that the next upcoming people are set, ready to go. Yeah. I mean, are we leaving the fire department in a better place than we found it? Yep. Right. And I think as long as the question is yes, or the answer is yes, we keep rolling with what we're doing, right? I agree. Yeah. I mean, as soon as it goes, well, you know, I don't know, then maybe we need to reflect in the mirror. Maybe it's not the department, maybe it's us. It's kind of one of those things you look at where your department is today. You've got to look back at your, your past members and be like, man, without those guys doing what they did, we wouldn't be where we are today. Exactly. And where we're at today, sitting in this room, with these microphones was a crazy idea. Kelsey and Air have been talking about for a long time of we need to do this, we need to do this. Um, you know, I just kind of jumped on board with you here recently. Um, it's like, yes, let's go. You know, I mean, you guys were the fire, I was the gas. Like, let, let's light this thing and let's cook. And and here we are today, right? Like, you were just talking about past members. In 10 years from now, someone could be listening to this and saying, Wow, those guys paved a road. I hope they do. Yeah. I hope they don't say, well, let's look at those three stooges. <laughs> you know? Um, and, well, and I think our content's going to be good, guys. Like, all, all these listeners out there, this is probably going to be one of the most boring podcasts right now. The stuff we have coming down the line is extremely good. Extremely good. Like, we hope you listen, share, like, follow. Um, hit up our Facebook at the Midwest Firefighter. Email the Midwest Firefighter at gmail.com. Um, follow our Instagram page. Please like, share, do what you can, spread the word. Um, and if you have questions, email them in. We're watching that email for topics you want. Um, and in the meantime, we have a lot of good guests. Like we have a lot of different personalities and experts in areas, anywhere from the ground and the air. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully, I mean, hopefully that the, the guests that we have lined up in the future are, are very good. I think they will be. I think so too. Just the few that I've talked to are extremely excited about coming on board and sharing their knowledge. And, you know, we've got a lot of support from our families right now too. And, and throwing ideas just tonight, my, my wife's like, man, you guys should, should talk about fighting structure fires in the cold. I'm like, that's yeah, a really good idea. Yeah, I like I, it. I was like, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> but thank you. Like, that's a great idea. And, and and that's one. It's a serious challenge, right? Water in the wintertime. It's never a good combination. Yes. No, that uh, that's a tough one. So, um, and, and one thing about our podcast, before we go too far, kind of watching the, the recorder here, we're going to try to keep our episodes at 30 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. We don't want to bore people. We don't want to wear people out. We don't want to do anything like that. Um, our goals are to get to the point, talk about it, and and move on, right? Like share the knowledge we can 
and carry on. And if we need to break up multiple episodes, we sure will. And for us, this is a, le- a learning curve for us. So some of them might be kind of quirky and, and a little different, but we'll eventually get the hang of it and get things working like it probably should. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, it's exciting road we're going down. And, and I truthfully think that um, it's going to be fun in the wintertime. At least we got a place with a heater. That's better than our other suggestion. Yeah. Yeah. Beats a shed in the backyard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's like, seriously. Most of the people listening to this are probably like, oh, fine. We're being really serious. That was an option. So <laughs> we were lucky enough, and we think the the people that are letting us use the facility right now, um, we're, we're excited. And we've got a really nice place here. So um, any final thoughts, anything anybody else wants to talk about? Well, we didn't get to ask you a question. So oh, ask. Oh, please ask. To, Interrupt me at any time. Ask. We need to get a pointed question to Greg. And I think the, the one would be, Greg, what was – one of the most memorable fires you were on, and what did you do? Easy. Easy. And, and the reason I say easy, I, I mean, there's many, but, like, we had some cool experiences, right, like in uh, in northwest uh, Nebraska, you know, the Panhandle, going up there, doing stuff, you know. Calling Blackhawks in is cool, right? Like, when you're on the radio, you're talking to them guys, and, you know, you're, you're watching them above you as they're 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 setting still doing a stationary drop and they're giving you the peace sign as the rotor wash hits you and tries to blow your helmet off your head yeah that's cool right um but one of the most memorable fires that i ever had uh was this year on my birthday okay a birthday fire that's awesome birthday fire 3 a.m pager goes off jump up here it's a structure fire and i was like oh okay cool well let's let's go do this you know typically like when we could call to structure fires right they're usually like oh yeah you know there was a small pot on fire or something on stove you know we usually don't get the big ones we roll up and we have two structures plus a camper burning and this thing is rolling and so um i was lucky enough to get on unit 60 by myself um well i guess i had a driver and they were nice enough to park me in a very safe spot. I mean, I was a complete block and a half away from the fire, and I had to run up. <laughs> so I was safe. I was outside of the collapse zone. Like, we're good, right? So I go running up, and, and the first thing I see uh, is a rookie getting out of the, the city pumper and just freeze, right? <laughs> it's just like, whoa, what is going on here, right? Like, uh... I was like, dude, you good? He's like, yeah, I'm good. All right. So, okay, here's what we need to do now, you know. Um, 15 years experience, you know, I've been able to deal with stuff like that and just calm him down and use it as a great teaching moment. So what did I do is I used my experience, my knowledge to teach others because it's it's hard to replicate. I don't care if you're doing uh, simulated structures or whatever through state trainings, et cetera, et cetera, burning house down. That's fine. But to simulate the stress of a fully involved structure that potentially could spread because it was trying to spread to the to the next the next house. I mean, yeah, um, these are these are mobile homes or trailer houses, right? So yeah, it easily could have started spreading down the line to the row um, to multiples, and it's three in the morning. There's a good chance residents are in the house. So I was able to grab those, those that rookie and really work on him. Like, hey, take a deep breath, calm down, work through the steps. Slowly but surely, just, you know, let's attack this thing methodically, safely, et cetera, et cetera. So that, that one's probably my most memorable. Um, 
due to that piece and then also to the piece where I get, you know, uh, Kelsey asked me, he was sending people to rehab. Kelsey asked me to to stay on the hose and monitor the fire because I was probably one of the best ones in shape on that fire, which for the listeners that don't know me, obviously you don't know anything about me, but this was like 40 pounds in my weight loss deal. And it's like, wow, I'm considered in shape. I'm a stud. I'm ready to roll. Like that made my day. Um, so when you hit, when you, when you had that health check, how did your uh, blood pressure check out? Awesome. It checked out good enough that the, uh, I stood up and I started to celebrate and the EMS, uh, asked me to sit back down <laughs> and I was like, are you kidding me? Why am I sitting back down? And I was like pissed off. I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. And they're like, no, the machine has to be broke. There's no way you can be that good. And I'm like, no, I'm <laughs> that good. I promise. Um, but then the part that made it memorable is I'm sitting there and it's like five in the morning at this point. My sister lives two, uh, like a block down the street and my mom, and my sister show up to rehab and sing me happy birthday in front of all of the firemen in EMS. Nice. You want to talk about embarrassing? I was just like, oh my gosh, not here. Like you just went from the highs, highs, lows, lows, but it, it was cool, right? Like not everybody gets a birthday fire and I got double structure fire, so I'm cool. And happy birthday song to you at the fire. At the fire. Only thing that would have beat it is like a cold tuna sandwich because I was starving, right? <laughs> like tuna is so good at 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning. I would have said a birthday cake would have been way better than a tuna sandwich. Yeah, but man, I mean, you can't make tuna much worse. So <laughs> a birthday cake, at least you could have ruined it. But, yeah. But no. Yeah. Good question. I like that. Yeah. Kelsey, ask me something. I can't think of anything right now. My favorite color is green, if you're asking. <laughs> no, I I mean, and we're hitting we're hitting to the to the tail end of this thing. And um the one thing I do want to say to everybody again is please like, share, and follow. And if you have a product you want us to promote, talk to us, right? I mean, we're gonna be selective about what we do and don't do because we're not just gonna broadcast everybody's everything. You know, we want to support the firefighter industry in a very positive way. You're not going to hear us slander people. You're not going to hear us trash other departments. That's not what we're here to do. We're here to promote firefighting in a safe, effective manner and make sure our goal is to make sure everybody goes home after every call. Right? Yep. Cool. Well, I guess if uh, we're here nearing the end here and... I can't think of anything else to talk about unless you want to talk about the weather. So, um, Aaron, you got anything? I think we're good. Kelsey? I think we're doing pretty good for our first one. I think so, too. Thanks. Ho- hopefully we just keep going up and up from here. We will. If you guys have any advice, we're open for years, too. We're literally just trying this. And thank you guys so much for, for listening to our first podcast and uh, tune in next time. <laughs>